Happy New Year, everybody. If the pre-market trading from last night and this morning is any indication of the volatility we're going to have this year, fasten your seatbelt. It's going to be a wild one. The bulls and the bears battling out. Ratings changes. Analysts, yeah, they take the long weekend. Of course, they come out with some upgrades. We'll discuss Tesla deliveries. What's going on in the solar sector? And we'll get you guys ready for the new year. Mitch, as always, let's run that intro. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, let's run down the futures here. Uh, up and down and all around. We're up 23 handles at 28.8375. Uh, we have the crew down to bucks, 79.26, trading under that $80 level. Will gold shine this year? Well, it's getting off to a good start, up 15.60 at 18.4170. Silver in the green, knocking on the door of 25 bucks, up 45 cents at 24.49 and a half. Uh, Bitcoin, it just might as well stay in the 16,000 handle forever. Uh, that's up 155 bucks at 16.990. And uh, forgot about uh, the dollar. Dollar's up a buck 20 at 104.49. And the bonds are up a stick and a half, trying to get us uh, happy about interest rates. Uh, after a couple days, I kind of missed Triple D, so let's bring in Triple D and Money Mitch, and let's get this year started the right way. I do have my I have new computer. I worked like four hours. I was sweating. I had to open a new up computer. the computer. Yeah, you got new computer. I love it. Now, now Comcast, I might, I might have to call and uh, apologize to Comcast. I had everyone but the president of the company <laughs> coming up here. I'm yelling, digging <laughs> lines, and you guys are like, get a new computer. So I got a new computer. I got the old computer over there in case something happens. Burn it. I'm working on the charts. I know I need thicker lines. I know I, I know what I need to do. I just can't get there. But, um, you know, first of all, uh, you know, before we get to uh, uh, the markets and stuff, uh, Mitch, uh, you know, our hearts and prayers go out to uh, the Buffalo uh, Bills player. Uh, just a horrible injury yesterday. Mitch, you got any updates on that? Yeah, right now, uh, player still critically uh, in critical condition right now. And it seems like, of course, he's overnight in ICU still. Um Hopefully, we'll be hearing some better news throughout the day as, of course, he looks to regain consciousness and that kind of thing. I know for a while there, uh, they they did have to resuscitate him on the field. Um, so definitely something that we don't like to see. Uh, we love to watch some football. Don't love to watch the injuries and especially when it gets to this kind of magnitude. So definitely our prayers are all out there and we hope for the best there. And like always... Football can always – we can always have another game. Now, of course, health is always more important. For sure. I mean, that was just a scary situation. And I wasn't watching the game, but then they were talking about it. So then I obviously went over and put it on. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So just what what do they think happened, Mitch? Do they have it, like, figured out, like, exactly what happened? Well, not exactly yet, of course, because they're going to have to still do some tests. Some yeah. kind of they'll, – they'll run some, you know, heart. I'm sure he's going to be running some – kind of EKGs, all, all different types of things to kind of figure out what's going on with his heart. But what one doctor said, and this was a specialist, right? A heart specialist. He said yeah. that if the heart is pumping at a certain moment, if it's in between that pump and it has to be a perfect timing where you could get hit in the chest, where your heart could essentially stop because of the impact mm. and the perfect timing on the chest point. But of course we don't know what happened. Just like a lot of things, we're just going to have to move on, pray for the best, and always try to didn't get better happen, safety for our players. Didn't this happen to Chris Pronger? I'm just going through my memory. I'm trying to Google it right now while I was just thinking about it. Didn't a puck hit Chris Pronger 
in the chest and his heart temporarily stopped too. I'm just trying to Google it too, but it, it I, might, I, I can't it might remember. Be. It might yeah, be. here I you think, go. In you know, 1998. One, thing, one yeah. thing we've been working on is a lot better helmets for concussion. Well, hopefully this will open up the focus to make better kind of chest pads and kind of things that can protect the players. All it, right, it did happen to Chris Pronger too. And obviously Chris Pronger had a, a very good career after this happened. So mm -hmm. I don't know like if this is the same injury, but if it's, you know, his, he got hit with the puck with the chest. It was earlier in his career and he recovered fully from it. I think he even won a heart trophy after that. So wishing the best to the player. Go get him. You can fight through this. You know, obviously, you know, you feel for the fans. So they did the right, absolutely right call to suspend the game. And hopefully the player can, you know, get back and, you know, and obviously, you know, and, and obviously, you know, survive this, first of all, you know, but get his health back and maybe eventually be back on the field too. So we wish the player and, and the family all the best. Yep. And I'm not going to make any speculations out there. We're just going to keep it simple. We'll move forward. Let's get into, of course, it's 23, boys. Are you guys ready? The January Ready. effect Ready. rally. You guys, are, are we going to get one? Are we going to, are we? We're, Come on, we're let's talk one. a little bit about it. So really, uh, there's a study that has been done, of course, on the January effect that states that in 1904 to 1974, found that stocks returned were about five times higher on average during the month of January. And of course, there was another study that found that if you compare to small caps and bigger caps, large cap stocks that small caps usually outperform uh, large caps. And this is done from 1972 to 2002. So I wanted to bring some statistical data in here. Let's take a look. What do you guys think about the January effect? I've been calling for it. It just came two days early was my problem. So I wanted it to come a couple days later, but they basically front run the January effect here, Joel. Um, obviously certain stocks, maybe not the case, but we saw the growth names. Um, they still really started catching a bend. Tesla was really the leader here, and we'll get to Tesla in a second. But Tesla, you know, obviously started running here two days ago. Um, I, I don't know if it, how long it continues for, but I think you ride it for a, a little bit here. I think the way to maybe play it is short value, long growth, just very, very, very short term here as you often see that reversal when we come into January. And we saw starting two days ago, it was there on Friday prevalent again. And it's definitely prevalent here this morning. You can see the NASDAQ outperforming the broad market here. Individual stocks, many are up substantially here. Square, which is getting an upgrade, I'm going to call it Square Forever, is up 3.71%. So that's the good news. The bad news is I still believe there's a recession looming. So I'm not going to get married to any of these trades. I don't think the ultimate bottom is in yet. Um, I didn't watch the markets tick for tick, obviously, on Friday, but um, when I when I got down, when I sat down here yesterday to set up the new computer and and uh, and look at the levels, well, one thing that I, that I first thing that jumped out to me is, you know, in that last hour, Dennis, I don't know if you were trading that last hour between <laughs> four and five, uh, but there was some aggressive buying going on. Um, and then aggressive the, selling going on right now here, Joel. No, I just saw his drop. <laughs> what about that rally to the close on Friday? Right, right. And then uh, I saw the big open and uh, much higher, you know, battling 3,900. And, you know, I was still, I, you know, I kind of wanted that, you know, to buy the dip. But I, I'll just say that the, the numbers are lining up that the daily, the weekly, the monthlies, the quarterlies, they're all there. And it's just, you know, I'm not talking about last week's low. I'm just talking about 38.50. It's a, you know, we took it out overnight. We went to 42.75. It is imperative that the Bulls defend that level today, get us back over 3,900 and getting north. If for some reason they crack this and we, you know, we stay under, you know, 3,800. <coughs> Then I'll look for a, a takeout of you know the low from last week and the two weeks lows. But you know the the you know we the quarter we had the low in the quarter at uh, thirty five thirty three, and then we had that blow off top at forty one eighty, and we yeah. just came back down to the middle. The market is very undecided, so um, I'm looking for you know the same kind of clues on the market in the first couple of days of the year, uh, like you did yesterday. And I looked at the January pattern and. 
last year. And man, it, it didn't take you very long to tell you that uh, it's going, it was going down. So let's just hold that low, that pre-market low, that 3850. And let's prove that we can get over 3,900. Uh, that's the way it's setting up. And, um, and I agree with you, Dennis. And I, I still look at the top components in the index. Yeah. Just want to get them out of there. Yeah, they're still so broken. I, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're so broken. They're mm-hmm. so still heavily weighted. Mm-hmm. I just would like to see, like, anything, you know, but Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon. I mean, they're still there. There's still, like, such a big chunk of the S&P, obviously, if you're a Dow follower. But, I mean, that's the thing. Can they stop going? If they would stop going down, would be Well, they've thing. stopped. And some 100%. of them have done that the last few days. You know, so we are seeing Amazon trying to stabilize last couple of days. Apple, it's been, it was an okay last couple of days for the market, Joel. It really was. And then we had this ridiculous rally, like you talked about overnight, where we rallied substantially. I mean, at one, what point in the S&P futures, how high did we get, Joel? How much were we up? We were up another 40 handles from where we were at so, right now. So, so we are already 40 handles off of the high. Yeah. That, that's concerning here as well. Like I'm very torn me. because yeah. this historically is a good week to be long stocks, to Mitch's point too. But at the so, same time, I'm very, very nervous about a looming recession. So on strength, I'm definitely, if I didn't have any cash, I'd be raising cash on all strength. Now, again, I'm 50% cash in the long-term portfolio. So do you want to raise it more than that? Maybe. I probably will. I pro- If we get more strength, I probably will sell into it. I just don't know how much follow through we're going to have here because one, you have so many bag holders just from everywhere. Like, I mean, bag holders central. And then two is the economy, the Tesla numbers. Let's get to those for a second. Those aren't great. I think you're going to have more tape bombs like Tesla coming soon to a market near you. So let's talk the Tesla numbers here because they weren't good. Stock is trading down. We'll go to I Tesla. Mean, we'll go to Tesla here. Let's get, let's bring in their news. Definitely, one thing that I'll be watching is everybody leaning to the bull side, though. That's my only concern. Let's get to Tesla. I don't know how many people are, but I still. <laughs> I feel I, like I, I, I mean it's the January effect, right? I feel like traders. I, I'd love I'd love to lean expected. to the bull side. I think there's still a lot of people leaning to the bear side, but I think yeah? it's mixed. I think it's That's very good. mixed. All right, let's get to Tesla as their shares are falling pre-market, of course, quarterly deliveries, miss estimates, uh, delivery record, quarterly sales of 405,278 cars and a record annual deliveries of 1.314 million units. Of course, this miss their yearly growth of delivery. They were trying to achieve a 50% growth and they'll achieve delivery growth of 40.34%. Um, they also were expecting deliveries around 427,000, so missing there, uh, just about 22,000 down, a little bit slightly under that, but not the worst quarter, but definitely starting to miss and not yeah. hitting their long-term goals hit the stock. Yeah, and that's you know where the expectations. Now again, the stock has come down so far uh-huh. that you know even you know though they missed is this still a, a case where well it's not that bad though and the stock has really been killed i think it's the latter i do think the tesla dip gets bought here today it's just my opinion i have no position in it here yet um I, I i was actually gonna have a position and then i found out about the delivery numbers it would have been like friday afternoon i was like well i'm not gonna take it long through the delivery numbers i don't know what those are gonna be like and um yeah so i sold it and I don't know. Do I rebuy it here? I kind of think I want to. I almost want to see what it does off the open, you know, like see how it does. You know, can it, you know, do the buyers come right in right away? Do we hold like a Thursday low 117 and a half? That's a lot of the questions to be answered here. So I, I kind of want to buy it, but at the same time, I'm nervous too. Joe, before you give technicals here on Tesla, one thing that I would say is that I feel like a lot of people were looking at Tesla as the stock to have that January effect. A lot of people, I feel, already made their bet to the upside. Today are coming in a little bit maybe underwater. They probably didn't catch it on the first up day, right, on that 28th. A lot of traders probably caught it on the 29th and 30th. And so they're going to be a little bit underwater to open here. I'm a little concerned that this just washed out right through that 108. Mm. What's the technical saying? Yeah, well, uh, first, like fundamentals, 
they're messy. I mean, I haven't been following the Twitterness or what's been going on with that. Um, I think that really muddles, you know, your uh, people's investment outlook in it because it's an unknown. And people don't like unknowns. Like, what is going to happen with with Twitter? Twitter? What is he going to do with it? Technically, this is like, you guys just threw me a softball. We went from 108.24, double bottom right there, 108.50 area. We had a 16-point rally, half of it back. It's a little bit below the 117.5. If you're a bull and you think the low is in, you want to lean on that 108, you get a look at 114.5 today, 115. That's where the the buyers are going to come in, right, and hold the low. That, that's all I could give you. It's a 50% retracement. I don't know about deliveries. I don't know about what's going to happen with Twitter, but this is a technical setup. You had a nice rally off the low. You're giving back 50%. Are the buyers going to come in? That's what I'm looking at in uh, uh, in shares of Tesla. No, I think they do. And I think Joel set up the trade perfectly for you because if it does take out the low of the move, I say the stocks make new lows. You got to go. So if you're setting up for a trade right now, you're risking 10 bucks down to 108. I'd love it to come in a little bit more like Joel was saying, just to not have that much risk. I'm very tempted here to buy it. I'm not long. I'm very tempted. But it's like, I don't want to risk 10 bucks down to that 108. So because if you buy it, you've got to kind of give it to that, don't you, Joel? You got to kind of give it to that. You do. I mean, come on. It's a volatile It's a volatile market. If you don't give it to that, you're bound to get stomped out. So I, I like it. On the dip, again, this is not in a long-term portfolio. This is for a trade because I'm still concerned about the economy overall. But the numbers weren't that bad. They, they weren't great, but they weren't that bad, and the stock has really been punished. So I do think dip buyers come in here today. And uh, also, it's just like, is this going to be the stock that's going to be the leader, you know, in, in uh, you know, the focus? And it um, is. It yeah. is for the first it, part. Yeah, it, it is. And uh, I don't know about the, you know, the, the lower levels or 100 or 99 or 98. I'm just going, what the market's given me. What's happened with the deliveries, and then also, you know, we're we're very buy side, right? Oriented, our, our you know, yeah. we try and look at things. What about if if you stayed short into the delivery number? Like if you're holding on to a long term. Oh, short, you're covering. I think yeah, right now that, you're that, like, thank you, I got lucky. Plato, lucky? Why would you? I I actually think the opposite. You would be feeling well now. They're missing numbers, and now they actually have a catalyst to take it down. Because it hasn't been going down because of Tesla numbers. It's been going down because of Elon. Well, they're That's saying, like, say. some people thought it would be down 10 or 15% off these numbers. Okay. I, I, that, think, that, that was, can, I think that was extreme. I don't. Yeah, you know, that, I think that was a little. I don't think the numbers probably, were that bad. Yeah, they weren't that bad. They were off by about 20,000, right? And the growth is still 40% towards 50%. So at least I don't think they were off too far off their yearly number. My only concern is that I feel like people are leaning towards reversal action and i think you're just calling you're catching a falling knife we'll find out today and, and, uh, right. and you are mitch and, and to that point you got 10 bucks down to the low so there's some gappy in here too you know like maybe not so much on the charts as much but you know it's a, that was a big move really fast so and i, I just, just think don't some know people think they missed it like I, well my thought is you know we had two days of rally and people are like oh i missed it and i think they're going to use today as an opportunity to come in and I wouldn't be surprised if it's closed green. Again, this market is so volatile right now, though. Everything can change. It's really hard to make a call like that. So I'm, like, skeptical. I'm not sure if I got the guts. But I will use Tesla as an indicator to trade everything else like we've been doing. It's going to lead the growth names. It's going to lead not just the EV stuff, but all the growth stuff. So keep an eye on it. It'll even lead Amazon and Apple and Google to a certain extent at this point in time. Tesla, start, that dip starts getting bought. We could turn this around and have a huge update today. So we'll see if that doesn't happen. If sellers come in in the first five to 10 minutes, it's going to tell you a lot. I mean, if they just all of a sudden start coming in hard at it, then that's scary too. But again, we, we're in a January. Seasonality is in its favor here, at least for the next week or two. It sets up not bad to buy the dip. All right, let's go to Piermont Lithium here, PLL, as they are amending an agreement here with Tesla. Under the amended agreement, uh, they have 
agreed to 125,000 metric tons. And this is just an update to their original agreement. This also is a three-year term, including an option to renew for another three years. So that's PLL, one of my favorite lithium plays. Going to be watching today to see if it can get started, see if it gets back there towards 50. That's really where I want to see it recover so we can start looking for a move back into the pattern. I've been wrong on this lithium, and I bought some more of these other lithium stocks, and they just continue to go lower here. I mean, this LTHM, holy cow. Um, I was We were long this thing from six bucks. I actually bought some more, and it's just went down for like six days straight since I bought it. And I was like, man, you just cannot buy stocks. They're just going down. I took a half-size position in ALB as well just because I wanted to add a little bit back in my portfolio, and I still believe lithium and ALB's valuation isn't even crazy, but... Again, these things have just been killed. So lots of overhead supply. You look at the PLL, same story from $70 down to $40 in like five weeks, Joel. If you really wanted to get in these things, I mean, you're, you're fighting the trend though now and you're fighting overhead supply and you're fighting so much. I do believe in the long-term story in lithium though. That's why I kind of increased my exposure to a certain extent. You know, I'm a contrarian investor. I've always been a contrarian investor, a momentum trader, but a contrarian investor um it's not working right so far though on this pll and it's not working on the other lithium stocks either so this rally probably gets sold yeah sixteen thousand shares they took it up over fifty dollars uh your pre-market high comes in at fifty thirteen so now the fact that you're already three bucks ahead of it uh you got to look for some intermediate daily highs uh to get uh you know to take it out and I'll give you two levels ahead of that. 47.39, that looks like your eight-day high. And then your nine-day high is 49.29. So uh, a reset. Uh, I think keep an eye on uh, on Tesla, too. If Tesla continues lower, I think they'll take more off. But the fact that you've taken three bucks off that pre-market high, I think you have to focus in on some other daily highs. Uh, the top of uh, Friday's range, that's way down at 44.82. So if you are shortening it out of the box and you're looking at it to come in, a lot of times you do see come in uh, the top of the previous day's range. So I'd be out there at 45 as opposed to 44.82. I've been, I, every time this LTHM, I've had this in single digits. Every time it's in the 30s, I'm like, I should sell it. I should sell it. I know I, I said the same thing. And I don't. And I never and did I don't, And I don't. And then I don't. And now it's in the 20s. So <laughs> I think this one. Uh, you know, it gets back into the mid twenties again. I think I will let it go. It's just, you know, that that just gave you so many opportunities up there, and it really yeah. makes sense the way Tesla's come in. Um, yeah. You know, as far as like the whole EV thing, I mean, you know, do we get way ahead of ourselves or are we behind? I was well, we did, yeah, yeah. The market did. I mean, everybody's EV, and we thought we're all going to be driving electric cars next week. And I mean, it's five to ten years from now, and people, the market doesn't like to wait. The market is impatient. You know, same thing with all the metaverse plays. You know, where we were two years ago talking the metaverse, nobody even talking about that now. Blockchain, nobody's talking about blockchain anymore. All the technologies. Are they all going to be big technologies? Yeah, I think so. You know, like lithium, I think we are eventually five to 10 years down the road. It's going to be a different world. We're going to be, you know, in, you know, using the metaverse more. We're going to be driving EVs, but that's a long ways away. And the market is impatient. So, and the market is about cash now and interest rates changed everything. You can afford to be patient when interest rates are 0%, but when they're up here, it costs a lot of money to be patient. And that's the difference. And that's why this market sentiment has completely changed. The Fed has turned it all. It's now, that's why the value stocks took off and the growth stocks got killed. But you know all that. The question is going forward, what happens? I still think we got more tape bombs coming. I think it's going to be potentially... Some uh, an ugly first quarter for some companies. Maybe some of the reports are going to be okay here, but I think spending is going to slow this year. And I do think a recession is coming. And that's why I still got to keep a lot of cash. And I get paid to keep cash. All right, let's get towards the next delivery here. Let's go to Lee Auto shares as they're trading higher after the company reported 50.7% year over year increase in December deliveries get into a little bit of China stocks. They have been getting some lift also, of course, more COVID talk out there saying that subways are getting traffic again. Um, what do you guys feel about uh, Lee Auto here and China stocks? Same thing. I get a pop because, oh, we're going to reopen or they're reopening and, you know, and they're closing and then, oh, there's variants. And I don't know. It seems like you're up 
three or four percent or down three four percent in China every single day. I don't know the Li Auto, you know, numbers there. Again, you know, what can you believe? What can't you believe? It looked good, and I'm not investing in the China EV play. Sorry, not for me. No, up and down and all around. It's just a big area where it's it's up a buck thirty right now. We did trade closer to twenty two. Uh, but if you go back a few weeks, there were just multiple highs at like this 2175 area. So, you know, the pre-market heights right in that area uh, too. So if it goes 22 bid, a strong 22 bid, I think, you know, there's a chance for a continuation rally. Uh, but if you fail at this area, even under the pre-market high, 2175, uh, the top of yesterday's range comes in at 2045. But just a lot of daily highs in this area. There, You know, there's good volume in here, 300,000 shares. It is bid. I just wouldn't, like, be careful if, it, like, you, you blast through 22 here. You go, like, 2220 or something like that, and then you come back. You know, you come back through the open, you come back to the 22. So multiple highs at that area seems to be well bid right now. Uh, let's see, you know, if the bulls, obviously what happens with Tesla, if it go, you know, gets a big bounce, I think once again, that'll be your leader for this issue as well. All right. So overall, U.S. solar installations falling 23% in 2022 as China trade curves are affecting this industry. 18.6 gigawatts as trade restrictions, of course, are limiting access to key low-cost parts and materials. I'm starting to think that this might be a turnaround type of trade at the beginning part of the year. We'll be looking for, I'll be looking for stocks like First Solar, EMPHs to continue on the recent downturn. Yeah, they've come off. I mean, the trends are starting to break here. So your momentum traders are probably getting out. And some of your value traders are sitting much lower because some of these things have just run a lot that they're not cheap anymore. So, I mean, the first solar, I mean, if that breaks trend, you were $60 in the summer and you're 160 now. I mean, if you think we're going into a recession, which I do, I'm not buying stocks that just ran up 200%. Do I believe in solar five to 10 years from now? Sure. You know, do I believe in solar next week? Yeah, you know, some of these companies are doing okay already, but they've run a long ways. I'm not buying stocks that have run so far. Uh, it just feels like you hit a wall at 170, you know, around that area, 170, 172. The big boys are getting out. Then you had to decline. And then they said, okay, well, we're going to get out at 160, right? We're going to work the 160s. And then you had another decline. Now we're back over 150. So, if we could hold the low from last week, you know, it's at 142.35, you get a, you know, you can say there's going to be a bounce. Uh, once again, this, to really prove itself, it has to get back half of this move. And we got up to 73.43. Looks like it was about a, yeah, this is called the 30-point move. So for the bulls to really say, yeah, we're back in control. We're going back to the old-time highs. We're going to get it back up to 158, 159. Boom, get it back over 160. It just seems like, and kind of I talked about this with the market last year. It seems like people know where they want to sell. Like the sell orders are out there. They're on the book. We're getting out here, right? But the, the buy is like, well, you know, yeah, we'll we'll buy this for a day or two, right? And there hasn't the been any follow through. That's the whole problem with buying, coming and buying the January effect here, too, is it kind of started two days ago. So maybe it continues for a day or two, but they, they kind of, I mean, some of these stocks have already run. So I don't know. It, it, it's not as easy of a setup as it was a couple of days ago. Now it starts to like you're paying up for a few of these names that have been beat up. So, I mean, and some of them haven't run, you know, maybe you can say, but I mean, you know, you look at, well, Tesla, your leader of the growth and, you know, people are saying, don't call Tesla a leader. It's not a leader anymore. It's a leader of the growth. You know, you have to separate it. You know, I, when I'm trading, I got like categories, you know, I don't say Tesla is a leader of value. You know, it's nothing to do with value. I have Tesla set up as the leader of growth. Is it less of an influence on the S&P? Absolutely. It's come down a long ways. It's out of the top 10, no, but that doesn't mean 15. it doesn't lead growth names. So you're trading, you know, all these like affirms and stuff like that. You're watching Tesla. If Tesla, you know, continues to go red and continues to leak, then stock like Affirm isn't going to hold on. But I mean, some of these stocks have popped already. AFRM three days ago was 876. Now it's 980. Well, I said when it was down at like 875 or 880, it was like, well, it's got room to 10, maybe 11. I mean, we just ran 10% in two days. Not that that looks good at all to the person who bought it at 30 in September, but I don't think anybody was calling for a rally, a January effect to bring a firm back to 30. 
are looking, could this pop 10, 15, 20% in a few days? It could. It's already done half of that. So is there more gas in the tank? Well, it's got to get over 10 now on a, on a firm to really, you know, um, you know, to, to start, you know, making people think a little bit more. And it might do that. But if you're trading that, I would leave Tesla on my screen as my leader for trading a stock like a firm. All right. Now, one thing I did want to bring in is Duke Energy announced on Saturday that it was imposing rolling power outages in the Carolinas. I'm glad I was not affected. Uh, but Christmas Eve, uh, on Christmas Eve, because of increased strain on the energy grid, and it seems like this is happening multiple times now. We keep running into issues out on power over here in the Carolinas. I don't know if it's happening anywhere else, but that's something that happened locally here. I'm starting to think that, I mean, like, look at Duke. This has run pretty far yeah, since October. Sell it. Right? This seems to me like with a negative catalyst and a nice little chart that's run for a little while. Mm, interesting I don't think setup. the utilities have any business being up here. This has been a nice relief run. The low PEs, lower PEs, value names, oh, they do okay in a recession. Again, with cash, the, the lack of a TINA, that, that, that there was an alternative now there there wasn't an alternative now there is i mean with cash rates that completely should compete with utility stocks i'd much rather own cash right now than an xlu with a 2.91 percent yield or a duke with a 3.9 percent yield i could pick up five four points you know maybe if you're in the u.s you only pick up 4.6 4.7 can 5.1 5.2 right now why in the hell am i going in duke so these things have run I think it's a fabulous opportunity to sell them. So I would not buy Duke Energy. I would not buy Southern. I would not buy any of these XLU components at this point in time. This is where the bubble is right now, in my opinion. These stocks have not come off at all. They have not been repriced for a higher cash environment. The whole reason they hold up is because of this growth-to-value movement, and the utilities are more value. But I think that value will go to cash eventually. So I think the best opportunity might even be to short these utility stocks. Uh, the dailies are just shaping up on this Duke here. I'm just looking at this like 104.50 area, uh, the high from last week, 104.48, buffeted by a 442 high. I, I just make that a three star there. You're down at 102.99. If this rally is going to continue, just look like it's just hanging on. You know, it broke down once off the 105, gave it a second look in you know into this area. Uh, if you can bust above this 104.50, get into the 105 handle, it just feels like I don't have the New York book or whatever. But I'll tell you, it just feels like there's a mountain of stock at like 104.50 and then more at 105. Because uh, you have taken back more of the half, you know, more than half of this uh, break from 115 down to 80. Um, on the downside, I think your trapdoor is uh, this last week's low, 101.99. Uh, and you actually hit that on Friday and you rallied. I think you give away that 102 area. You'll be looking at single digits in Duke. Do you, You're right. I mean, what, what, why take what? market risk? What are you yeah. picking up? I mean, and you think, and people think, they honestly think they don't have market risk in the utility stock. If a market gets ugly enough, it all gets hit. We know this. We've seen this in the past. So I'm just saying you are, if you're in a utility stock and you think, well, that's not the market, that moves out to the market. Even if the market crashes, my utility stock's going to be okay. Go back and look at the charts of your utility stocks back to 2007, 2008, or go back and look at them because that's not the case. I'm not saying we're going to the financial crisis, but when the market really starts to get ugly, they come for everything except cash. You're All not right. safe in utility stocks. You're not yep. going to outperform. Is this, I think there's no reason. I think it's the worst place to be right now. Okay, let's take one look into ratings here. Uh, we'll do two close together and then we'll get to our guest today we got greg Harmon. he'll be joining us in just a few minutes here block let's talk about it block trading higher after bird upgrade to stock to neutral to uh from neutral to outperform and raising its price target from 62 to 78 and also paypal getting an upgrade to buy from hold and this was from true east uh one of the things that i would say about this is that they're saying the estimates now look reasonable so I'll mm -hmm. kick it to you guys. What do you guys feel about PayPal and and Block? I was long it overnight again for the January effect. Paid, boom, three point nine percent. I took it. So I take the gains maybe too quickly. I'm usually early. There's room to seventy. Keep Tesla on your screen for Block too. Tesla will lead Block. 
So let's keep an eye. If Tesla turns around and goes green, this thing could have room to keep going here. So I wouldn't say necessarily, you know, I obviously get out of things way too soon. Excited, you know, it's 3.9%. Seems like it'll <laughs> overshoot even on a truest upgrade. But this could kickstart. I mean, there's room to 70. But again, you know, is this, this uh, you know, these stocks here, I still believe, and this is why I have a short leash with everything, that it's going to be uh, maybe a few days of January, effect a few, and I think the seller is going to come back into this stuff. So I don't want to get married to any of these positions. Still bid near the highs of the pre-market yep. session, that which is which is a positive. Uh, the negative is, is I, I can't find any daily levels up until 69.35. There's really, there's nothing there. Uh, double top just over, uh, well, well over 70, 72.47 and 72.37. So right there, that's your four star, not for today, not for the week, but for the year. Uh, that's a big level. On uh, this one, I just have to see, you know, the let, let, if the momentum comes in off the open and they keep buying it, buying it up, buying it up, then I think this would be one where you just had to pick your half and whole numbers, right? Like throw a little bit out at 66. Oh, I got lifted right away. A little bit more at 66 and a half. Wow, wow, wow. A little bit more at 67. I think it said when you don't have a daily level like that all the way up to 72.47. And I don't even have a close really any closes in this area as well. 6589, uh, that was your close back on 1215, and you're trading just below that level right now. PayPal, I mean, I don't know what to think about these stocks. I mean, part of their run was Bitcoin, right? Everything's going to transact in PayPal and Square and Bitcoin, mm -hmm. and I don't see that catalyst behind the stocks, at least right now. Bitcoin can't get out of the 16,000 handle. Uh, this one's shaping up a little different technically because you do have a pre-market high at 73.41 to lean on. And then on your dailies, uh, 74.30. I like 74 if it gets up there. That, but that's a two-star. See if they run with these upgrades today. All right. That's going to do it for PayPal and Square. Let's get into our interview today. All right, we got Greg Harmon, founder of Dragonfly Capital Management. Let's get the year started. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Thanks for joining us here. We're putting you on the spot the first day of the trading year. But uh, uh, when we were going back and forth, uh, you, you know, you, you mentioned the monthlies. Uh, I don't Have you shared charts on StreamYard before? If you want to uh, share your own charts, if not, I can make my monthlies bigger um it down at the bottom have you shared charts on it or do you want me to use mine i haven't before but uh let's see all right no worries you can just hit the present button down there you'll see windows as your first selection if not top right you can get entire screen select that screen i see slides is the first selection okay um okay yeah when you you'll see shared screen present shared screen You'll see Chrome tab at the top. Then you can do entire screen if you'd like. Yeah, you don't want to see my entire screen. No worries. Okay. You can just do a window if you'd like to. All right. All right. I'll just, you know what? I'll go back and I'll just put my monthlies up here. Um, I'll put my screen share back on. I'll make my monthly chart big. Uh, so How about that? Boom. We got it. We got you, Greg. What are we starting out with here, Greg? The, the S&P. All right. S&P 500. All right. Tell me, what do you got for us? So this goes back to uh, 1990. You see the big run up into uh, the uh, the 2000.com uh, crash hmm. uh, and a bunch of sideways motion and the breakout there. Uh, if you look at uh, what I'm looking at here, what's most interesting to me is the, the move from uh, the 2009 low up to the high at the beginning of last year. Uh, and we still haven't even retraced 38.2% of that move yet. Uh, so I think that there's, uh, this tells me with the, the momentum still trying to hang in here in the bullish range, for me, if it stays over 40, it's still in the bullish range, uh, that uh, it, there's potential that uh, this thing could still drop quite a bit. Uh, and, you know, 3230s is not out of the question. We're starting to see uh, even the MACD start to turn over. But uh, you know, nothing is, uh, has turned this from being a, a, a long-term, like a secular bullish chart yet. 
so if we're really going to head into a recession, uh, we've got the we've got the potential here that there's still some more downside going on here. What would be your trigger for uh, for on the downside? Uh, it would be a break of this uh, 50 day, uh, 50 month moving average at about uh, 36, 35, 50, somewhere in that range. So that'd be one closes, two closes, three closes, uh, you know, just a breach on a, on a, on a daily a monthly chart. So a monthly close below that would be a big okay. Wow. Okay. All right. What else you got for us? We go. Uh... Yeah, that's, this is fine. Let's go back to oh. the, uh, the, the, the NASDAQ, NASDAQ 100. Now here's one that's, uh, that's looking like it's in, in uh, a much worse shape. We've already hit the 32 38.2% uh, retracement from the 2009 low, and it's kind of bouncing along there, but momentum keeps getting worse. Uh, so the question here is, is this thing going to hold up and we're going to see a reverse going higher? Or is this thing uh, just waiting for the next leg down and the next leg down is down to 7,000? Um, I've heard people talking about coming back down to here around 4750, 4740, which is... Uh, where we retested the uh, the high from uh, the uh, dot com levels, and we finally got back to that level. Uh, I think anyone that's thinking about that has got to be thinking about a uh, you know, major depression going on because uh, yeah. we're going to have a, a MACD that it's going to be down around minus six hundred at that point. Some places never even been close to uh, in its lifetime. Uh, so this is a key level here, ten thousand seven hundred ish. Uh, 10,600 ish. Uh, and if we fall below that, uh, tech is, uh, is really falling out of bed at that point. Greg, I, I think, yeah, I think I agree with you. I think we're, we're not getting down to those levels unless something really dramatically happens. But what about the COVID lows? I mean, we've saw a lot of tech stocks pretty much retrace their entire 2020, 2021 gains. Could the NASDAQ do that? I mean, that would bring the queues down to like, the 210 area that would be another 20 percent drop from here i think yeah, that's if, possible if you look at the, the chart i have up here that that would be at about this 61.8 percent retracement as well you know down here is the spike down for uh, the COVID low but down in that area down around uh, 7500 to 7000 and that's it's entirely doable uh, it seems it really seems odd to me from a, uh, a fundamental perspective uh, that uh, we're just tossing tech out the window and maybe valuations have gotten pretty high and multiples yeah. gotten stretched. But we've wrenched a lot of that out already. And, uh, and tech is going to lead us into the future. Tech is what, driving everything now. What turns it around? What what you know, let's start talking bullish scenarios here. What turns us around? Yeah, I think uh, you're going to the thing that might turn it around is if you start seeing some of the, the large cap names starting to buy up some of the smaller cap names. Mm -hmm. uh, and that might start, start to trigger a value chain uh, uh, reassessment. You're talking about the big boys making acquisitions of some of the, the yeah, smaller companies? Yeah, something like uh, you know, Microsoft coming in and buying not just Activision, but uh, buying up a bunch of small payment processes or something like that. Yeah, and, and we st we've started to see that in the biotechs, Greg. Like mm -hmm. we started to see, it seems like we've had merger Monday a few times with a smaller biotech name because I, let's be honest, XBI has been just crushed too. So there's definitely some diamonds in the rough here in the biotech. So maybe it can happen, you know, in some of the smaller straight up tech stocks too here. Um, I think that's what stabilized actually the XBI here over the last little while because it really hasn't been going down with the overall market. Mm -hmm. Is that potential where, you know, there's bigger companies coming in and starting to find those diamonds in the rough. And people are investing in XBI because they don't know which one. Where like, I'll buy XBI and I'll get a bunch of them. So maybe you're right. Yeah, I, th I think you're right there, Dennis. Uh, I've seen, we've seen that uh, the last half of the last year with uh, the Amgens, the, uh, the Lillies, the, uh, the Pfizer's, the, uh, the Bristol-Myers, uh, all trading near all-time highs and uh, going in and taking that stock value and the capital to go and swoop up some smaller biotechs. All right, I'll jump in here. Greg, uh, what kind of sectors are you sticking with this year? Are you still looking for the strong to stay strong or should we see expect maybe a little bit of a flip? Your Q's outlook here maybe tells me technology might not be it, but anywhere else you're looking, Greg? Yeah, so for, for me, I think that uh, energy still looks good. Uh, commodities still look good. Uh, and you know, despite, uh, I'm gonna, I'll put my gold chart up here. 
despite my perspective that, uh, you know, we made a new low here, uh, but bounced really hard up. Uh, from a, a short-term perspective, we're seeing a breakout in gold today, uh, you know, on a, a daily and weekly perspective. Uh, on a long-term perspective, we get back over 1900, I think we see new highs in gold. And we're not that far from that happening. So energy and commodities, I think, are a big thing. You covered the uh, you covered gold. We, we really don't need to talk about silver. But um, what about that one thing that gives me a little bit of uh, confidence as far as like the interest rates has been, you know, the turn in the in the thirty year bond and the TLT. Um, that chart doesn't look like anything like some of these stock charts. Is that just kind of just like a relief rally? Or some of the, you know, the longer term investors, you know, looking that, you know, hey, we're going to we're going to slow down the pace of increases. We may pause mid year. Or is it just like just another another dead cat bounce in the uh, in the U.S. bond? Not really giving you much of an indication. Yeah. So there's a couple of things at play. Right. In the short term, we've got uh, Fed funds rate looking uh, uh, based on futures markets uh, to top out around four ninety somewhere in the February, March timeframe. So we're almost there. Uh, but from a, a longer term perspective, I just put up a chart of 30 uh, year bond prices, 30 year bond futures prices. Going back to uh, 1990, they've been in this upward channel. It's been a, uh, a 32 year long bond uh, market rally. Uh, we had a, a false breakdown here in 2018 out of this channel, but then a, a live breakdown that started uh, this day last year. And uh, really nothing that has shown any significant uh, uh, stoppage to that, that, uh, you know, even with this bounce here going into year end, um, it, it really only looks like this is a pause. And what I'm considering is a possible uh, secular change to a downtrend in bonds. All right, Greg. Let's uh, let's move on here to uh, Bitcoin, and uh, I know you do some technical work on that. Uh, you know, it's had its problems with uh, SBF. Is to me, it's just like it's almost not worth watching anymore because of the uh, the consolidation or the. Are you getting anything from the technicals in Bitcoin? Yeah, I'm seeing the same thing you are here. Um, if I look at uh, at Bitcoin itself uh, on a monthly basis. Uh, we've get, this is what you see is that uh, consolidation. It's and even though it's it's been killing us since November to see it uh, trade in such a tight range, uh, it's uh, it's really only been a two month range, uh, and we've got a, a broader pattern that's possible brewing here. Uh, this will be a a, a bullish uh, harmonic pattern. If it, it got down to this level of about 12,000, we would look for actually a bullish reversal off of this and a, a move back up here to around 50,000. Uh, but for the moment, the, there's nothing to say that you should be buying or selling Bitcoin from, from my perspective. I'm with you on that, Joel. What would turn you in the S&P? Let's go back to that. I'm S&P centric. I'm so worried about these top components just being a drag on the index and just not moving down. Obviously, the first day of the year here, we're seeing some kind of, uh, 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 I mean, as of right now, we're up 22 handles at 38.83. I mean, is there anything in all those negative charts that uh, that you showed us that, and we'll go month end here. You know, uh, because, right, we're talking about monthly perspective. You know, I think if we could get back over and stabilize over 3,900, then I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn positive for the year. And then also when I was looking at the dailies like over the weekend and I'm looking at this 3,800 area, and now this is on the dailies. Look how many times this has been defended. It was, it was defended a couple times back in October on the way up. It was defended well last week, right? So who knows, you know, what, when can I say that, you know, 3,500, you know, the old 3,500 or 3,800 is going to be the new 3,500. We're building this big old base here to get over 4,000. What do you need to see? Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem here is that we've had this uh, series of lower lows and lower highs that have gone on <laughs> since the beginning of last year. Um, yeah, and yeah, 3,800 is a key level. If you can see from my chart uh, on the, the SPY that I put up here, that's a, a 38.2 retracement. 
uh, of the move since the COVID low. Uh, so it's a, it is a key level. Um, and state maintaining over the 200 week moving average is a big thing too. So that it's, it's good that that's still improving. Uh, it's looking like it uh, around mid-year will converge with that 3,800 level or the 380 in the SPY. Uh, but I'm with you. We need to get over, you know, it, maybe over the next few months, 395 uh, would be okay. But uh, in the short term, it would have to get over 4,000 to really start looking bullish to me. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you for breaking down into different sectors. Also breaking down the SPY for us. We'll have you back on. Greg Harmon, appreciate you coming on. Founder of Dragonfly Capital Management. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate you. All right, let's get back towards the market. Are we leaking? What do we no, got up there? We're we're bid here, man. I, I it's right. so sneaky here. We're we're up twenty three and a half handles at eighty four fifty. Um, I think you're just gonna see just a. Uh, yeah, I will. I'm just uh, getting back. I think you're going to see just a vicious battle here between 3850 and 3900. And whoever, let me get my charts up here. Uh, And it's the the pre-market low is right there at 3842.75. So that's close to the 3850 level. Uh, We did sneak into the 3,900 handle, getting to 39, just under 3,907. So I think you're just going to, and you saw a lot of action in there last week. So I think the bulls and the bears is going to punch it out there. And then it's going to be the the direction. If we got over 3,920, and I don't know if we could do that today, then uh, that would be extremely bullish for me. That was uh, that was a double top, uh, not from last week, but from the previous week. Triple D, what are you seeing in imbalances and order flow? Mute button, the mute button. The first mute button trick of the year. I did. That's bad. I was the first one. It's usually you, Joel. Come on. Okay. <laughs> I think we're seeing a lot of separation here early. You're seeing growth lead very early here again tesla is going to be my indicator though for that it's holding up okay here uh-huh. if they can come in and start buying tesla maybe this growth rally can lead i mean looking at stocks obviously square upgraded today up 4.2 percent but upstart up two percent affirm up two percent shopify up two percent apple meta microsoft google all up you know apple's not up one percent but um microsoft meta and google are all over one percent amazon's one and a half percent clearly tech is leading here this morning Clearly, you were seeing some of the names they've been hiding in coming off. So this is all textbook, what we would have expected coming in. Merck in the red here, 64,000 shares to sell. Somebody's taking some profits. And if you think about it, it makes sense. You know, if you were sitting on big gains in your healthcare stocks, why are you selling them? You know, the day before, you know, you have to, you can't push that tax gain all the way off. So it's usually the first day of January that the leaders become the laggards and the laggards become the leaders. And that's what we are clearly seeing here in the pre-market. Now, we haven't even had a day yet, so I don't know. But I do like, you know, obviously I've sold my Merck, but I do like those trades from a short uh, setup here, at least in the short term here. You know, Merck, big sale imbalance here. I have no position in it right now. Um, you know, I sold it in last week, my long-term position. But if I'm just looking here, I think they set up actually for a few days from the short side here. So I don't know if that's going to continue or not. Still longer term, some of them have some value here, but um, and I would be a buyer if they pull down significantly here, but they've had a hell of a run, Merck from 85 to 110. I think it could cool off for a week or two here. Uh, we're getting questions in the chat about XLE. What do you feel about that? Same thing. So if you're sitting on big gains in the energy stocks, you're likely to have wanted to push them into 2023. Well, if you were a Canadian investor, you could have done that two days ago. But, you know, we know U.S. works on trade date, not settlement date. So now is the official day where you can, like, officially push those gains into 2023. So if you're sitting on the Exxon Mobiles and the Chevrons and they've been running, I think this is the kind of day where they could turn to the red. So I think it sets up. I think these set up for a short-term short. Just my opinion. I don't have a crystal ball. Maybe it all changes. But the way I'd be approaching is actually to be maybe short energy and short healthcare for a few days here um, just to play the January effect. <laughs> I'm just going to laugh because now Joel did the mute trick. Did he? <laughs> oh, my guys. gosh. We're falling these off guys, the rails. These guys. 
We're falling off the rails here. Joel, well, Joel had to be I did it. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I just wanted to make you feel better. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, because I'm all about love and joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah, so yeah. focused because I wanted to help out my XLE pay people. And you got a great setup here. You had your high. You had your low. You're battling. You're halfway back. You got a triple top. This is called 8750 for simplicity purposes. 50% retracement. It's right there. If the bulls want to regain control, they're going to get this 87.50 bid, get it to 88, 80 and a half, 89. But this is major resistance. You like it from the short side too. Yeah. Not only because it's the 50% retracement and you have uh, several highs in that area. So someone's being patient, um, selling the strength. But I, I know Greg gave us some negativity and I know that there's a lot of things, but there's one chart that I can't figure out if we're going into a recession and we're, you know, these bad things are happening, then what the heck is JP Morgan doing? <laughs> it won't go down. The other banks that went down, it will not. It, it is fighting trend here. Again, it's the value names. They've been hiding in value stocks here. So lower PE, little bit of dividend. That's where they've been hiding. I think that trade could come off here. Regardless of whether we go from growth to value for a few weeks, I just think we are going into a recession. So I think that trade eventually comes off, and I'd be a seller of J.P. Morgan. I think it's a great opportunity to get the hell out. Just my opinion. Uh, we got a question in the chat about this is from Yuru Annie uh, Pan W. Mm, cybersecurity beat up. I mean, very beat up. Like, look at this chart. So could this have a one or two week rally here as it gets some relief here? Yeah, I think so. Kramer, darling, um, didn't work out for Kramer here, obviously, because it's been going straight down. Maybe it did because maybe he's been in for a long, long time. I'm not sure. Um, Horrible chart. Yeah. But these are the kind of trades. You got to know where you are. I mean, this is why I'm not a one trick pony. This is why I don't just look at charts. You know, momentum traders are just looking at charts like, what are you looking at? I look at seasonality. I look at all of these other things. So I know this type of year from trading for 23 years, there's an edge to be long the beat up stuff in the first week of January. This is beat up. It fits that script. So could it get a lift here for the first week of January? It could. If Tesla rolls over and dies and goes down to the lows today, all this stuff, other stuff's going to roll over with it though. So you got to use still Tesla as an indicator, even for trading Palo Alto networks. Yeah. So the market has accepted that Tesla's going to be down today. But it's already getting bought back. I mean, we're 119 from 117 to 119 since we started the show. So as long as Tesla holds up, these growth names could hold up and actually rally today. Not seeing a, a ton, of, a little over 5,000 shares. But if you're looking for more, a continuation move here to the upside, uh, two of the last four highs. This is called 144.50. Can't make it a three star, but I can make it a two and a half star. If you can get above 141 and a half 50, I see some room up to 143.32. That's your five day high. If you're looking to buy this, you know, if it reverses, uh, you've had a nice move from 37 basically to 42, you could buy it. Right now, it has the upward momentum, uh, but I think it's important to. To get over and clear 141.50 for Palo Alto Networks, but that just got absolutely slammed in December. Yeah, I mean that this was is the kind of stock like CrowdStrike. Throw it in there too. Look at CrowdStrike, Joel. Look at the last quarter. We all talk about Tesla. CrowdStrike's been cut in half in three months. Could it relief pop to 120? It could. I mean, there's a trade in here. These are really beat up. And again, the trend is not your friend. You're you're totally fighting trend. But if there's any week to fight trend, it's that first week of January. Ah, that's a good point. All same, right, same thing. I mean, All they've right. just murdered. They've murdered a lot of stuff. Like this has been. This was not even two hundred. It was three hundred dollars at the beginning of the year. So you're talking about sixty-six percent. This is one of the the you know the darlings. You know, I I don't know. At a certain point in time, there's going to be a relief pop here. Is there any you know? Is there a sustained rally here where we're going back to two hundred? Not anytime soon. These aren't going to my long-term portfolio. But I think as a trade here, some of these set up well as long as Tesla holds up. 
All right. Well, it looks like we got through the first show of the year with only a couple hiccups, a couple mute button tricks, but my fancy new computer is uh, seems to be working well here, so I can uh, call and apologize to Comcast for that. No, uh, no, don't worry about that. We'll uh, still give them hell, Joe. We'll I'm going to wrap things up, and uh, you know, we're up 23 handles at 38.84. Uh, I'm really... I, just trimming the edges here, you know, get above that 3,900, take out the pre-market high, get above 3,920. And it's a, it's a great start for the year. The bears come in, which they've been coming in off the open. Oh, you accidentally hit mute button. I think you. (laughs) (laughs) Holy. I'm trying to. It's a new computer on Joel's fault. You know, Joel's here. So it's just a new computer. (laughs) I think it was the beautiful wrap. Oh, there, you go. there you go. There you go. Well, now, but now I got two computers, so I can pick up this computer and smash it on the ground. Smash the light for that smashing the computer. This, this one's too heavy to pick up. I got like the super. I don't even think how I mean, smooth I, though. Besides the mute tricks, so uh, smooth there was I no could, shop. There was anything. We were shorting Comcast. We were done with Comcast, and it was Joel's computer. What kind of computer was that? It was uh, a Dell. It was a like, Dell. Oh, we should have been short Dell. Not yeah, no, 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 but it was from 2017. But he bought it's another Dell, Dennis, so I don't know. He, he hedged it. Oh, I had to have another both, Dell. Yeah, yeah. That thing Joel lasted. Got new computers Here's the thing. It lasted so long, and it worked so well, then all of a sudden, one day, it's not working. All of a sudden, oh, yeah, you got, you know, you need a new computer. It doesn't happen like that, man. It kind of, they kind of, kind of, kind of like, you know, go, and then like all of a sudden, it's down. But uh, anyways, the pre-market high. 3906.75. We got to get above that and find a home in the 3900 handle. And I'll be bullish. I'll be bullish for the day, for the week. We can't hold this area. We go down and we take out 3850. We take out the pre market low. Then we're getting set for next week's low. So, uh, and that's down in the lower 3800. So Very that's my setup. Day. It is an important day. Glad to be back. We can, you know, we had a lot to talk about today. We'll talk about the the Fiesta Bowl tomorrow. Um, the only thing I could say about Arizona, I hope there's not any Arizona listeners, is there's only one way to describe Arizona: streets and strip malls. I mean, and a and a, and a mountain. That's about it. I wasn't real impressed with Arizona, so we just lost some Arizona listeners, but I don't care. Everyone, have a great day. Uh, back with you at uh, at the close. Oh, don't worry. We'll blame it on TCU. <laughs> I know, the I chat knows it I right. I fell for Joel. We, we, we let him get out of here. Weekend. We let him get out of here. We didn't talk about it much. We let him. It's, we let him slide, team. We let him slide. Hard, yeah, we had to. That team, was a heartbreaker. team. We we can't always just try to bring the emotions out of my mind, Joel. It was tough already seeing that on really the weekend. Was. But hey, you, Dennis, you have a great twenty-three, my friend. Yeah, I everyone, hope you go kill Mitch, it. you, everyone in the chat, even the people who hate me, have a great 2023. We hope you guys all do well here in 2023. Exactly. I'm setting up for a little reversal trade here for the first maybe few days. Maybe it's not going to last. Tesla is my indicator again. Tesla rolls over. I'm going to have a short leash on all this stuff. So we'll see how Tesla does on these deliveries. It's very important for the growth investors and the January effect people that the Tesla dip gets bought. If it does not get bought, if it continues to leak down, that's not good for any of these growth names. And then you've got to exit very quickly. Short leash on some of these growth trades. All right. We'll see what happens. Have a good one, Dennis. Go ahead and have a good start of your year, my friend. We're going to go ahead and get you guys over now to live trading action. Do want to let you guys know we're not doing the all day stream anymore. It seems like we were losing some of you guys. We want to just go ahead and go to the shows that you want to see. Like always, we got live trading, pre-market prep, Benzinga Live, stock market movers where you guys get experts at the close. Don't miss it. And we got something extra for you in 23. Of course, one thing that I want to do is give value back to you guys. Like always, that's what I'm here for at Benzinga. So I did something this year that I'm calling everybody out. You can go ahead and join also. The fun part about this is that it's going to be an open discussion. What is it an open discussion on? Well, join the Benzinga Financial Book Club. I'll go ahead and I'll throw up this link here for you guys. It's going to be led by myself, right? One thing that we'll be doing is you guys can fill in what do you guys want to do, but it's going to be a week-to-week outlook into chapters. Of course, trying to be the number one place right here, Benzinga, 
to grow your financial skills and understanding of the markets. We'll do a chapter, chapter, week to week recap discussion where you can join in. Yes, you guys share video, share audio, whatever you'd like to join. We'll go ahead and put out a request form so that you guys can join us in the discussion. That way we can really dive deep. Maybe it's actually looking for real life examples. Well, tune in here to the Benzinga Stock Market Book Club by, of course, myself, Money Mitch. I'll see you guys, of course. What we're going to do is we're going to have a meetup this Sunday, more than likely, because that's what seems to be leading right now for the question of what day for open discussions. Then we'll get into certain books. If you guys have certain books, drop them at the bottom there, and we're going to dive deep into these books chapter by chapter so that we can all work on our skills. Like always, that's what we're here for at Benzinga, here to help you guys grow. Hit the thumbs up and the subscribe below if you guys enjoyed today's action. Let's get you guys over now to live trading with the boys, Zunaid and Lloyd Ryan. Let's get into it. We'll